Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Would you be the jerk for refusing to honor family tradition? We'll get to that in a bit, but first, am I the jerk for asking my daughter what college she decided on? So today, my 55-year-old male, am returning with my daughter, 17-year-old female, from a final college visit. We flew. Yesterday after the visit, we were having lunch and she said she'd made up her mind. I asked which school. She said she's going to have fun with this and not tell us. I texted my wife and said she had a decision but she wasn't telling us. My wife's comment was that we spent a great deal of money with trips, airline fare, hotels, meals, etc. for all of this. We visited multiple schools last spring, and after she was accepted at five, she narrowed them down to three, which we've now visited. Today at the airport during the layover, she said she thinks it's fun she got on our nerves about this, and doesn't plan on telling us until maybe the end of the week. I explained that I don't think that's going to fly, as I'm trying to plan on where I'm moving money around for the down payment, etc. We're paying for her undergrad and maybe some grad school, if not all of it. She says now I'm just guilting her and she doesn't appreciate it. I've explained I need a plan and the longer she waits, the housing queue becomes an issue. Technically, she has until May 1st, but the majority of students get in the queue as soon as possible to be considered for the best housing. I get no response and now I'm getting the silent treatment. Am I the jerk for asking for this decision? I didn't threaten anything, but I don't think she understands the ramifications of this decision. I just don't understand why I'm the bad guy all of a sudden. So like I get it's fun for them and they want to have a fun time with it, but yeah, this isn't the thing to like dilly-dally about. If you're committing to a college and you know which one you want to commit to and you've been accepted, you definitely need to jump on that like OP said so you can get the best possible reservation. Some people are saying allow them to experience the consequences of her actions here. But I don't think even if they were extremely annoying and so confident about this being the way they want to handle things, that I'd be able to allow my kid to kind of have a lesser college experience because of this. Should OP just leave it up to their kid? Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you enjoy getting to decide whether or not all of these people are jerks, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below. That said, our next story is... Am I the jerk for not mixing pasta noodles with the sauce? My husband and I have had this ongoing debate for the entirety of our relationship. When he makes pasta, he'll mix the noodles and sauce together straight away. When I make it, I leave the noodles and sauce separated until just before serving. If there are leftovers, I'll store the noodles and sauce separately. Although each of us have our preferences, we typically leave it up to whoever is doing the cooking to decide how the sauce or noodles will be served and stored. I recently came back from a two-month work assignment, and my return also happened to coincide with a bunch of my in-laws coming into town. My husband wanted to host a dinner at our home for his family and asked if I could take on all of the cooking. I'm normally the one to do most of the cooking in our relationship. I enjoy it, and I would say that I'm pretty good at it objectively better than he is. I've been complimented many times from many different people over different meals I've made. However, I'm by no means a professional, and I've never been asked to cook for such a large group before. I wasn't totally comfortable with taking on that role for this occasion. 
And plus, I kind of wanted to chill and be lazy for a while after being away for work for an extended period of time. But my husband really wanted to impress his family, so I begrudgingly agreed. I ended up making several different dishes, one of those being a bolognese sauce with pappardelle noodles. I made sure to plate it up really nice and topped it with freshly grated parmesan cheese and basil. Everyone seemed to enjoy it. Later that evening, my husband pulled me aside and was clearly unhappy that I hadn't mixed the noodles and sauce all together. His reasoning is that he and his entire family prefer everything mixed, and that I should have made it according to their preferences since I knew that. He said it made no sense to make it according to my preferences when I was the only person out of 15 that liked it that way. I told him if it were really that big of a deal, that he should have taken on all of the cooking. We went back and forth for a bit and I finally said, if I'm the one cooking, that I'm going to make it the way that I think is best. I don't care what everyone else's preferences are. That irritated him even further and he basically expressed that he thinks I was being rude and inconsiderate. It's not like I ignored anyone's dietary restrictions, there were none. Cooking a multiple course meal by yourself for a large group is a lot of work, and the fact that he had the audacity to complain about noodles and sauce is beyond irritating. It's been a couple of weeks since this has happened, and I haven't been cooking our dinners as I normally do. I've told my husband that since he seems to be such a picky eater, he can figure it out himself. Am I the jerk? I feel like this is the equivalent of making lunch for everybody, and then having your husband come to you and say, well, me and all of my family members like the crust cut off of our sandwiches, so you should have just gone and did that to every one of them since you know that. I mean, was the meal ever specified, or was it kind of left up to OP, the chef, to kind of figure it out. If they like it mixed, that's fine. Just go and mix it, it's not even that hard to do. Our next story is, am I the jerk for telling my father and his wife that it's too late to compromise and I don't want to engage in therapy with them? I'm 16 year old female and I have two brothers, 18 year old male and 14 year old male. We lost our mom when we were three, five and seven and our dad remarried when we were four, six and eight. It felt like they had known each other about a month when they got married, but it's possible they were together longer. About a month after our mom died, dad was in a widow's and widower's group and that's how he met his wife Beth. Beth lost her husband and had no kids. When they got married, they sat us down and told us Beth was going to adopt us. My older brother and I objected, but we were ignored. Around that time, we heard some extended family try to talk them out of it as well saying we would be taken care of if anything happened to our father, no need to go through with the adoption. Beth told them that she was our mother now and the adoption needed to happen. We spoke to a social worker and the judge before the adoption happened. Initially, the request was rejected based on our conversations, but then they came up with a story that we'd have nobody else to take care of us and our family had already said they wouldn't raise us if anything happened to dad, and it was done. Older brother and I never liked it. Younger brother didn't really know any better, but by age 7 was saying he wished he wasn't adopted as well. He could have been copying us, but he says he really feels that way, so... We have new birth certificates ever since the adoption, and her name is in the place of mother. 
Found that out when I gave my mom's name in school one day and had to bring in my birth certificate and saw Beth's name. My brothers had no idea that that had happened either. It pissed off my older brother so much that he told Beth he hoped she would die and we could be adopted again since she was far more replaceable than mom. That incident made Beth and our father put him into therapy with them. That lasted for two years until he moved out last year. He then asked our maternal grandparents to adopt him since he couldn't find a way to reverse the adoption. Recently, Beth and my father have figured out that I want to do the same and so does my younger brother. Beth broke down and said she just wanted the chance to be a mother and wanted us to love her back. My father suggested they do therapy with me and my brother, separate sessions with each of us, and that we try to work out a compromise. I told him it was too late for that. They already erased mom and nothing they could say would make me feel different about what they did. I told Beth that we were never her children and she would need to accept the fact that she was never going to be loved back. My father told me that wasn't true. We could still work something out, like have our grandparents adopt us, but call him and Beth mom and dad and let them still be parents and grandparents in the future. When I said there was no room for compromise and it was too late, they said I was being so unfair. Am I the jerk? 100% not the jerk. It's one thing if she wants desperately to be the motherly figure in your life, and if she wants your love, she should have led by example, not sailing in here and treating you in the memory of your mother like Christopher Columbus did to Native Americans. This next story is, am I the jerk for leaving a trip early because of my girlfriend's prank? I, 20-year-old male, had a girlfriend, 20-year-old female, of 8 months, who I recently went on what was supposed to be a week-long beach trip in Queensland with her friends and family. She had been planning this trip for a long time and was looking forward to it, especially since I'd get to know them all. On the third day, we'd planned to go river floating. When we got there, I was looking through my bag before I went to change and couldn't find my trunks. I instead found a new navy blue pair. When I told her this, she replied with, Oh yeah, that's the extra one I packed in case you lost yours. I thought this was thoughtful. I changed into them and we were all headed down towards the river. We all got our tubes and started floating off. About three minutes in, I feel my suit getting baggier. And I even notice a piece is falling off. I was disappointed that they were a cheap pair, but I kept going. Once we hit rapids, it got real though. I felt a sudden rush of cold water and I noticed my trunks had been torn clear off by the water. I stood up covering myself with just the last piece. Everyone else, about 15 of her friends and family started to laugh. I was absolutely horrified. One of my biggest fears is being naked in public. And now I was completely so with no way to get back. I can't tell you how trapped and humiliated I felt. I had to spend the rest of the day with the water up to my shoulders, feeling awkward and embarrassed the whole time. Whenever we were in shallow water, I was forced to stand up and walk exposed in front of them. They weren't prudish either. Her friends and parents made jokes and comments on my body as we went. When we got back to the beach, I had to run covering myself back to my towel. My day was completely ruined. I felt humiliated and angry. When we got back to our room, I was back into some clothes trying to forget the day when my girlfriend comes in giggling to herself. 
She asked me if I liked the new swim trunks, and when I asked what she meant, she told me she had ordered a prank dissolving pair in the lounge and replaced my other one with it. I was absolutely livid. She had purposely exposed and violated me because she thought it'd be a good laugh. She even made sure to not to pack another pair or a towel. I started yelling and she told me to calm down saying it was only a joke. I left that night and I didn't call her the next day. She called screaming at me, acting like I was the one who had wronged her, saying that she had worked hard for this trip and that I was being immature, but I didn't want to be around someone who would humiliate me, especially considering that their own family and friends would be present. I can understand that I ruined the trip for her, but it feels like her own fault. Now, I'm not one to be like armchair, break up with them and the relationship, but I feel like if this was true and really did well happen, I'd say get out of there. Somebody who's willing to do that to you? I say, "Mm mm-mm. Our next story is, am I the jerk for locking my sister and her kids out of the basement? My room. To make a long story short, my sister, 32, and I, 26-year-old female, ended up moving back home at the same time due to COVID. I'm work from home and he lots her job. Because she has three kids, she made a big stink to keep the entire second floor to her and her kids. I got stuck with a creepy, musky basement because of her. Only, it turned out to be a dream. I'm very introverted, and nobody wanted to go down to the creepy, unfinished, spider-infested basement. So it worked. I spent every month since trying to finish the basement. I finished the floor with epoxy, fixed the water heater on my own dime, got a split unit for heating and cooling, exterminated, then I installed some nice track lighting, got a mini fridge and foosball table. Now it's my own personal clubhouse. Until recently, when I noticed someone was stealing my energy drinks and messing with my game consoles. Nobody confessed, so I bought a lock and key for both doors, gave my dad the only spare, it's his house, and locked up on Thursday so I could go to an office meeting. That's when we found out it was my nephew, because he left his stuffed toy in there and apparently whined all day until my dad got home and let him in. Now, my sister's raising heck about how I shouldn't get so much space to myself since I don't have kids, that I don't pay enough rent to justify it, that nothing in this arrangement is fair, and she's demanding that I leave the space open as a family room. That was not the arrangement, though. The basement is my room, and I'm the one who spent all that time and money fixing it. Nobody wanted to be there until I was finished with it. Things got heated and I called her kid a filthy brat because he is. He gets mud everywhere, never washes his hands, and he's broken just about every console she's ever gotten the kids. And now she wants me kicked out of the house. Am I the jerk? She is so incredibly spoiled here. She wants to take and take and take and stake a claim in everything she can in the name of her family because she's a mom. I think OP's just absolutely right through and through here. Our next story is, am I the jerk for ratting out my mom to a nurse and not relaxing after surgery? I've just had breast reduction surgery a week ago. I went from a J down to a C cup. I had to have my nipples cut. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. 
With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Off, iced, and then grafted back on. So you can imagine how painful it is for me currently. I have a 17-month-old, her dad isn't in the picture, and I moved in with my parents because they said they would help me. Well, my mom did. I obviously can't bend down and shouldn't be picking my toddler up. My mom has been annoying me so much lately. When my daughter poops, my mom says she'll go and grab her changing stuff and lift her onto her mat and we can both sort her out. I say okay and wait with the wipes out, a nappy bag and a new nappy ready. After a few minutes, I go and see what's taking so long, only to find my mom completely doing something else. She was even unloading the dishwasher once. I reminded her that my daughter needed changing, and she said she was going to sort it right out. I went back upstairs, and after 15 more minutes, and my daughter still not changed, I went and lifted her up and did it myself. My mom got annoyed and said she was just about to do it, even though she was now reloading the dishwasher. My daughter had been left in a poopy nappy for around 20 minutes, and apart from it stinking, it wasn't fair at all and hygienic for her. Poor little soul. This isn't the first time this has happened. She says she'll do something, and then goes off and does something completely pointless, and I end up doing the thing. Surprise, surprise, I've popped a few stitches and had to go back. The nurse asked what I'd been doing, and I was honest and told her. She said I'm not meant to be picking up my 17-month-old, and my mom was supposed to be helping. My mom had come and picked me up from there when I had it done, and she said she would help to the nurses, etc. I was honest again and said she isn't helping, but I still have to take care of my daughter and feed, change her when she goes off. The nurse wasn't pleased at all and had a conversation with my mom after I left. Now, my mom's in a mood with me and said I'm making her look bad, I'm overreacting and such. I asked her if she would have liked to have been left in her own crap for 20 minutes with it all going up her back and not being able to do anything, and she said no. I then asked why does she expect my daughter to be left like that? She still says I'm being dramatic and she was just about to do it, etc. Honestly, I feel like OP's mom's behavior is concerning, but if there is no reason to be concerned, then I think OP's kind of right because they offered to help, and in the moments where you genuinely need the most help, they start disappearing and flaking on you? Did the dishwasher also poop and was in more dire straits than the toddler? This next story is... Am I the jerk for lying to my mom after she lied to me? 
I, 16-year-old male, was playing some Elden Ring, and my mom said to pause it and change the cat litter, despite it being her agreed-upon job. She wasn't feeling good and needed to rest. I said I couldn't pause it and I'd do it in a few minutes, and she said if I changed the litter that instant, she'd bring Domino's back when she went to yoga later that evening. So I did it. She came back with no pizza, and I asked why, and she said she changed her mind, and she shouldn't have promised anything. Her reasoning was that she shouldn't bargain with me, and I should know to just do what she says with nothing in return. I argued, and she threatened to get rid of the PS4 for a month if I argued anymore. A few days later, she was running errands for a gathering we were having at the house, and she was worried she wouldn't have time to do the dishes. As I said I'd do the dishes if she got me some McDonald's, she got McDonald's and I didn't do the dishes. She asked why, and I said I changed my mind and that made it okay. She called me a petty brat and now I'm grounded. Am I the jerk? I think the funniest thing here is she's like, oh, I'm just not feeling well enough to change the cat litter. By the way, I'm going to go spend an hour or more stretching and doing exercise a bit later, so run along and clean that cat poop up for me, son. I love OP turning it back around on them here. Our next story is, am I the jerk for refusing to honor my boyfriend's family's tradition? My boyfriend Eric, 29-year-old male, fake name, and I, 27-year-old female, have been dating for three years. For context, I've met his family and they're friendly. We don't meet them very often because they live in my boyfriend's home country. I don't want to reveal country names either for privacy reasons, but my boyfriend and I are of different nationalities and we both work in my country. The conflict happened during our last visit last weekend. We've been looking up houses to move in together and engagement rings. While we were having dinner, we mentioned this to his family as it's a big step in our relationship for us. We're not engaged yet. His parents and brothers expressed their happiness for us. Then out of nowhere, his youngest sister-in-law asked, So is she going to take the test? I asked, What test? In summary, boyfriend's family has this tradition, where the future mother-in-law tests future daughters-in-law to see if they're good enough for her sons. Apparently, his mother and aunts went through the same test. The tests include how the clean they can keep a home, how well they can cook, their manners, etc. Basically, life skills most people learn from childhood. I found it ridiculous because one, if I'm good enough for my boyfriend, he should be the one deciding it. And two, I don't fit into their targeted category. In his mom's words, you can't be a good stay-at-home wife and stay-at-home mom if you can't be a good homemaker, and she wants to make sure of that. To be clear, his mom and all three of his brother's wives are stay-at-home moms. And although I respect their choice, I'm not quitting my career and did not under any circumstances make my boyfriend think I could compromise on that. I hate house chores, and I would rather buy homemaking gadgets and hire staff, no matter the cost, than have to do chores myself. I told my boyfriend's mom all this, and it caused an argument that eventually ruined dinner and an extension our visit. Boyfriend doesn't care whether I'm a working wife or a stay-at-home wife, but he thinks I should have just done the test. Because it's just a test, and it's not like they would reject me if I failed it. He thinks it's a fun tradition that everyone was looking forward to, and I should have gone along with it anyways. 
My boyfriend thinks I'm the jerk and suggested I make this post. If I'm really the jerk, I'm sure you guys will let me know. So am I? I don't think OP's the jerk. When you know that you're a square peg and they want to conduct a let's see if you fit in the circle hole test, I don't think you're in the wrong for pointing out the obvious and just saying it's not even worth it. I mean, obviously, they want to put you up to a test to see if you hold up to standards that they have that you don't aspire to live up to, especially one that a lot of people would say are considered old-fashioned. Our next story is, am I the jerk for telling my mom and her husband they had no right to touch my locket? Background on the locket, when I was five, my dad bought me a locket with pictures of him, my mom, my sister, and my brother, both older. When I was seven, my dad and sister died in a car accident. My locket became something so treasured, I wore it all the time, and didn't care if it was a formal event or not. When I was eight, my mom remarried. Mom's husband is Jeff. Jeff had a one-year-old called Nathan whose mom was not in the picture. Mom and Jeff then had two daughters together pretty quickly. My locket was something they all knew about because they'd seen me wear it. Mom asked me a couple of times to add Jeff, Nathan, and the girls, and I told her I didn't want to. So when I was 16, Mom and Jeff bought me a new locket with their photos in it. I never wore it, but I put it in a jewelry box I own. There were some comments and tensions that I never wore the new one. My half-sisters were upset about me not changing which one I wore all the time. I explained why the original was special, and they told me the new one was more special because it included them. My mom was annoyed at me for how I handled it, and Jeff witched at me for not appreciating what they did for me. I'm 19 now and I live in a small apartment. My brother lives with his girlfriend. A couple of weeks ago, we stayed at my brother's house, and when I woke up that morning, my locket had been moved. I don't wear it to bed in case it breaks. Went about my day and that weekend. When I got home a couple of days later, I wanted to look at the photos inside and noticed they'd taken out my dad's photo and tried to squeeze in Jeff, Nathan, and the girls. I was angry. I called mom and asked her if she'd seen my locket and she told me I drove them to do what they did because I was selfish and inconsiderate and broke their hearts for the last three years by showing which locket I favored and which family I favored as well. She hung up on me. I tried to calm down, went over to their house, mom and Jeff's, and I told them they had no right to touch my locket. Jeff told me they had every right to show a more accurate representation of my family and that I was hurting Nathan and the girls by wearing something that didn't include them when I had something that did. I lost it. I told them they did not have the right and they did not get to tell me who I carry around in my locket or not. I told them he would never be deserving of a spot, told mom she had lost her spot, and then I left saying they needed to stay the heck away from me. My brother couldn't believe they did it, sided with me, told mom to accept we didn't feel the way she wanted us to feel. Mom and Jeff said I was a jerk. Mom said since dad bought it while they were married, she also bought it and had every right to interfere with it. Am I the jerk here? 100% this is the kind of thing that you cut a family member off forever for. This isn't even about picking favorites, this is about maintaining a lasting memory to somebody you don't even have anymore. Why are they so jealous of a guy that's not even there? Our next story is, am I the jerk for buying my own hotel room? 
My friend C, 25-year-old female, and I, 25-year-old female, went to Manhattan for St. Patty's Day weekend to visit her friend too, 27-year-old female. We had fun Friday night and Saturday, but Saturday night was just difficult with weather and Ubers and heels. As we're leaving the third spot, C finds a man standing by a store and starts making out with him in the corner. She's my friend and this is nothing new, so I go talk to his friend to keep him busy for maybe 10 minutes before he abruptly walks away. Okay, cool. New York dudes. He comes back later while I'm with two and I tell him politely to leave me alone. I'm not interested. He tried joking it off but quickly sees I'm serious and moved. I appreciated it. When he turned to leave, he made his friend, who was with C, come with him. So C met back up with us. I told her I wasn't feeling his friend. She told us she was going to screw him that night, but in the bathroom, since all three of us were sharing a king. Again, no problem. We get back to the room around 5am and she calls him. Ten minutes later, she says, okay, I'm gonna go and meet her friend in the lobby. When she comes back up, She turns the corner of the room and looks at me with a don't be mad face and I'm confused. She lets two dudes walk into the space and it's her friend and his from earlier that I didn't like. I made it clear to all parties earlier that I don't like that guy. He spends the next hour invading my personal space and not taking no for an answer. Almost chasing me around my 8x8 hotel room where 2 was asleep and C was getting railed in the bathroom, I decided I had enough and went to sit in the lobby. It's a little after 6, and I'm dozing off on the lobby couches now. I figured C would tell them to leave when she's done and I would go back up then. I left my phone in the room so I couldn't talk to her. I woke up around 7.15 and went back up to the room where the dude I ran from is sitting outside our door saying he's sorry. I go in the room and see C and her friends sprawled out on the bed and two on the edge snoring. I decided then that I'm packing my bag and looking for another room to sleep before taking the bus home. The guy was trying to convince me not to go, so I told him don't let them worry. When everyone wakes up, tell them I went home early because I didn't have a place to sleep. So I left. They started calling around 8am and I ignored their calls. I had already been up all night and was on my way to the bus terminal in an Uber. It was an inappropriate time and I was upset. I wanted to calm down. They called 30 times but I ignored them until NOIPD calls me. I explained the situation and told them I told someone in the room where I was. They're being dramatic and everything was closed. I came home and tried to text her and see that I'm blocked on every platform. I thought she would have calmed down by now, but she still hasn't. Part of me thinks she's embarrassed, but another part wonders if I was the jerk. Honestly, I'm gonna go out on a limb here and say, considering the different lifestyle choices that are going on here, Maybe they're a little too fast or a little too party hard for OP to really be around. I feel like this is one of those situations where I feel like C can't understand what happened here. Like for some reason they can't understand why OP is uncomfortable and was on the outside of this whole weird scenario. I feel bad for OP because it sounds like they had a good time with them up before that point. 
but it does overall sound like a bit too much, maybe? But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another crazy Am I the Jerk here story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.